0: Welcome to the next episode of SparkCast. This is our cast. Introduce yourselves, everyone. What's up? This is Sammy Sammy. And Thomas. And this is Transformation. God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's uh, a good one. I like it.
0: Uh... Keep moving. <laughs> For us today, we have Episode 10, War of the Dinobots from the original series. But I actually wanted to bring up something really quickly. I watched Transformers Cyberverse. I don't know if any of you have given that a shot just yet. I haven't yet. I, I watched the first episode just because I wasn't ready to sleep, but I was like, I might as well watch it. And my wife was with me. And then I remember a month later we were like, Hey, you wanna watch the rest of it? And we watched two more episodes and I, I couldn't do it. I was like, Why am I showing you this when we could be watching when you could be watching Transformers Prime for the first time? And so we ended up watching Transformers Prime the entire first disc that night. Then I got to expose her to Transformers Prime, and she enjoyed it except for Miko.
2: (laughs) That's fair. That's a fair assessment. I'm surprised she was willing to give the universe another chance. I mean, especially if you're starting with Cyberverse.
0: Well, no, uh, we watched all of Robots in Disguise, all three seasons of that. Well, she's seen the original movie and the first three episodes of the original series from the 80s, but... That her first real series was watching Robots in Disguise, where Bumblebee's the leader. Hmm. And that was entertaining for...
2: So is she going to continue on with, with Prime?
0: Oh yeah, we already finished everything but the final four episode uh, four-parter. Nice. So, yeah, it's fun to watch it again, because I realize I only remember a third or half of the episodes that were really good.
2: Yeah, I kind of only remember the end stuff with Dead Megatron and <gasps> Stars trying said- to collect powers and not powers but artifacts
0: you just you just displayed a huge spoiler onto the onto the podcast for transformers (laughs) look it has been like 10 years (laughs) five years it's fine they should know by now so the the other thing that was kind of interesting is i've been watching defenders of the universe and it's a show that brings in flash gordon the phantom and mandrake the magician characters from the 20s mandrake the magician is the shit. and his uh and and lotor who was his servant back in the day but now has become his own character and together they all fight ming the merciless from taking over the world in 1986 cartoons but one of the episodes was actually i think written by the guy who did the pilot for transformers because the episode starts with a machine that crash lands on earth millions of years ago then gets buried under tar pits and i'm like what is this influenced by transformers Because it's like some giant death machine that's unearthed that goes on a rampage to destroy the planet when it's found in, you know, whatever 80s future this cartoon takes place in.
2: Have you been watching some Voltron 2 lately? We've watched it
0: all, but the final season, which isn't out yet. Wait, there is actually a final season? Yeah, season 8 is going to be the final season. Wow. I
2: asked, as you said, Defenders of the Universe, but that's Voltron. The show you're talking about is Defenders of the Earth.
0: Yeah, Defenders of the Earth and Defenders of the Universe. There's a difference.
2: And the Phantom, he's the best character in our show. So you sort of started with that instead of Flash Uh, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. Uh,
1: Mandrake the Magician
0: is the best character.
1: Okay, hold on.
2: Same as well, Sammy. (laughs)
0: Wait, what? How do you know of Mandrake? Nobody remembers him from the time period. Because comics and I like magicians. (laughs) Really, I just like magicians. I just think it's funny. Like, the Phantom is a white guy who goes to Africa and becomes the white savior of the african continent and then flash gordon is goes to another planet and becomes the white savior of a group of aliens and then mandrake is just a magician look he
1: is
2: the most important (laughs) part
0: but he has telepathy he has real magic in addition to illusions it's probably not really accurate to what his powers were in the 1930s
2: That you described the phantom i'm i realized that i was getting confused i was thinking of the shadow (laughs) (laughs) two completely different people Yes.
0: Very different. Yes.
2: <laughs> Not the Phantom. So, yeah, maybe Mandrake the Magician is better than the Phantom. I don't know.
0: <laughs> He's also better than the Shadow. So, And then don't forget what a lot of 80s cartoons did. They all have children now. So you have Flash Gordon's son. Lotor's son, and the Phantom's daughter. That was during the time period when Popeye now had a son. A few other characters now had children. Or in Scooby-Doo's case, you know, he had a cousin named Scrappy-Doo who was like, your age, kids. Yeah. Nobody, like, makes...
2: Apparently there's a villain in the show called Octon, and he's an octopus creature.
0: He's a computer with eight legs and can yeah. hack into anything because it's the 80s. He's great. He He always sounds like he's being sarcastic to Ming, even though he obeys him and everything he says to him yeah they even use Transformers sound effects in that show when they pan to another planet they use the sound effect for transporting to Cybertron that weird like (laughs) doo sound and I'm like that's the Transformers sound and one of the villains even uses Megatron's cannon when he shoots at people
1: look there's a very small subsection of sounds back in the day and if they were going to cut costs and all that might as well reuse
0: these sounds So anyway, now that everyone out there knows what Defenders of the Earth is, they should, you know, look it up and see what it's about. Everyone Um, needed to know. It's a very important show. We can begin with the episode now. wants to summarize the episode dinosaur fight (laughs) robot dinosaurs
2: versus robot dinosaurs you guys aren't wrong i thought that this episode was great so basically what happens in this episode there's a giant meteor that crashes and the autobots are gonna take a look at it some of the Didobots guard it megatron brainwashes them and They brutalize Optimus. (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: not brainwash, manipulate. There's a clear difference.
2: Oh, yes, they're definitely smart enough to not be brainwashed. You're (laughs) correct, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And then they end up sending the new Dinobots that were created after them, and they fight and brutalize each other. They uh, make up and let the Decepticons get away at the end of every (laughs) episode. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I never understood it sometimes. Let them go. We've won the day. I was like, but they're they're escaping. Yeah, <laughs> so they're they can just... win another day. He's the meets the eye. He's a robot in disguise. From what I saw with the other season, season five and generation two. Uh, well there's no season five. And then I watched the Japanese episode, but there must have just been little snippets here and there, so it was really hard to figure out what was cut when I watched that episode. Luckily the narrator disappeared for The last two-thirds of the episode, because he was getting really annoying in the beginning. Anyway, that's all. On to the writer, the same writer we've seen before, Donald Glutt, who wrote the first episode of the Dinobots, SOS Dinobots, that introduced the first three, and now he writes this one that introduces the other two. We have him to blame for all of the Dinobots. Me, Grimlock, no like you! We can start getting into what we liked and didn't like about this particular episode. Uh, I like how Starscream was
1: right for about five seconds.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's actually one of my notes, too, I think. I was like, wow, Starscream actually knew what he was talking about this episode.
1: Yeah, and he, like, flies over, and he's like, I told you so, and just keeps flying. Need to stop cursing.
0: This is going to be, uh, if you want to listen to the Uncensored podcast, <laughs> please donate $1.99 to, no, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, but, yeah, he flies around.
0: And says, I told you so. I did think it was funny that Chip spots a meteor and says they need the Autobots to save Earth, that I, I was like, oh, is it because it's going to slam into the Earth? They can't really fly. But no, it just lands in a random rocky field, and the Autobots go and wait for it rather than trying to actually stop the meteor from landing. And when it lands, it doesn't make an impact or a crater of any kind. It just kind of goes plop.
1: Yeah, that that's totally what meteors do. I mean, science. <laughs> Uh, also speaking about flying All of the Dinobots can apparently fly
0: Oh yeah it was Because uh,
1: reasons
0: Hey, uh, When you are a robotic dinosaur You don't need a reason to do anything You know what? You, Fair point You can just tell gravity to go suck it And it will listen to you
2: <laughs> They already have A flying gun in the show
0: <laughs> And so Maybe it kind of makes this yeah, the flying yeah. Dinobot Kind of superfluous right? Uh, when they can all fly already.
1: Except the Autobots. The Autobots can't fly, oh, and that's why they on. have to
0: use Jetfire. I gotta be specific. The Dinobots can only fly in their robot form. They can't fly <laughs> in their dinosaur forms.
1: It still doesn't make much more sense.
0: <laughs> oh, So I was wrong. Optimus uses his helmet comm, and Soundwave totally used his tentacle mic again. So I thought they only used it that one episode, a few episodes ago.
2: Thomas, what do what do you what are your thoughts and feelings? So what I'm liking, this is probably my favorite episode so far. <laughs> uh, but at the very beginning, what I'm liking is that i the, the continuing trend of Optimus just being bloodthirsty so he just has a weird deception where he just only thinks about the decepticons the whole time yeah he says i always worry about the decepticons chip yeah and, and when he says that they cut to him and he's like generating electricity from his fist he this obsession has led to him developing new powers <laughs> and side effects it's really taking a toll on him. And I just it's just crazy. It's just it's just funny to me how how bloodthirsty he is. Not too not too far after that, when they first encounter the meteor, he's like kind of warning them that uh, you know, they can't stand too close because it's unknown to the Autobot science. But then he shoots it with his gun at point blank range. <laughs> and then just a chunk of it lands in Will Jack's hands and he's holding it right up next to his face. What happens to the caution? <laughs>
1: the only Optimus can throw caution to the wind. Nobody else. <laughs> also, I can just imagine Optimus doing his laundry and being like, Decepticons! <laughs> just like, <laughs> mundane things.
0: They stain my clothes just like they stain my life. <laughs> but I will be that thing that puts them out. Bleach. I don't know. <laughs> So, okay, this is a quote that was actually said. Sparkplug turns to Chip and says, is there anything you don't know about Chip? And I'm like, of course not. The writers made me capable of knowing and doing everything. At least that was my thought when he said that. But I think it was funny. He was just complimenting well, kind of, that, him, that he knew dinosaur names.
2: That whole sequence with him, I thought, was just kind of noteworthy to begin with. Because he hasn't been around for a few episodes. And then all of a sudden he just shows up with this stupid line, Stego, what's it? serrano what who's it and then he just compliments chip and then that's it
0: it's so that the kids watching at home can also feel devalidated in their knowledge of of dinosaurs they know something more than those stupid adults
2: yeah and relate with chips like chip and develop courage (laughs) i forgot about that (laughs) how
0: can you ever forget about that
1: you know, i don't know i didn't have the courage enough to remember
0: hey when he becomes a headmaster in my fan fiction that will be what he calls upon to transform he'll be go i summon courage and then he becomes you know a, a giant death gun or something i don't know <laughs> a death gun that shoots science Yeah, that
1: makes sense that makes perfect sense head cannon accepted
0: okay so grimlock is gonna fight optimus and just lets the decepticons take the meteor even though he knows he's the leader of the faction they're fighting, but it's like he can't think at more than one subject at a time. I'm just like, you know, the Decepticons are also still your enemy, but he's like, nah, we friends now. Like, <laughs> anyway, I'm just like, it's like he can't retain information, or they're just they're just
1: really stupid. You can only have one enemy at a time.
2: Yeah, they are really dumb, but apparently Megatron doesn't seem to think so because he when he was describing them, uh, the three existing Dinobots. He only called Sludge dumb for some reason. He just called the other two arrogant and hostile.
1: (laughs) Yep. I also like how, like, they had them under their their claws for a moment and decided to, you know, not change their stupidity.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they probably could have did something. They could have. (laughs) Seemed to have infinite resources as well. (laughs) Back to their stupidity. It was just funny that Grimlock
0: sees Optimus survive, and he's like, wow, he must be stronger than me. But that means I wouldn't be a leader. Oh, my brain! And so he, it's like he goes to Megatron for answers because he's just really, really confused. <laughs> you think he's going to, there to uh, bring Optimus to do a surprise attack, but really he's just still confused. He's talking to Megatron even more. Like, I don't know what's going on. Please help me. <laughs> Are you guys any any things you liked and still didn't or didn't like about the episode so far?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I said everything. Hmm?
2: Thomas. Uh I don't know. There were there were a few other bits with just the Dinobots where I just started just developing just a huge love for them. Like I think they're the best Transformers right behind like Starscream cuz they're just so dumb, which is just so great.
1: <laughs> See like uh, I don't care I don't care for the Dinobots. So this was just another episode.
2: <laughs> you don't care about them, I don't know, their dialogue and personality-wise cuz I also think that they have more interesting transformations than like the other Autobots, eh, I'm not really a dinosaur person, so like I, I'm just not. Eh. Well, no, I don't. I don't really care so much about their dinosaur form, but their, I guess their, you know, their color scheme when they're in robot form seems more interesting. And they gave Snarl a sword. What's not to like about swords?
1: <laughs> like I don't know. Like they, their designs are okay. They're just are they, they're good designs. They just don't appeal to me.
2: So really. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't explain it. I just, I've never, I've never enjoyed the Dinobots.
2: Are there other G1 Transformers you would say that you enjoy besides Starscream? <laughs> Rodimus, Ultra
1: Magnus, Cup. Season, no, and Season Magnus. 1, Di- so season one characters. Uh, Cliff Schumper, No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like uh, Ratchet and Jazz. I like Jazz a lot. Blaster is in Season 1 somewhere right
0: no he's season two okay well darn uh tracks who, who the hell is tracks oh my god tracks and raul is tracks the blue guy uh the blue car that has a red yeah, face? yeah who just yeah like he can't stop talking about his paint job uh, i thought that was uh sunstreaker
1: no, no no this one this one's a blue one and like he's he's very posh and talks like this okay. he's just
2: Oh, I get to see that. That sounds great. <laughs> he's
1: <laughs> so good, and he he meets he meets a man named Raul. and <laughs> actually, never mind. We'll get to that
0: episode. It's <laughs> that, that, funny, because Trax is the only Autobot who's introduced in the comics in the first issue, but didn't appear in the first three-parter. Like, he's the only missing one between the comics and the cartoon. So I think he shows up later in season two, or maybe we'll see him he- later up here and we just didn't remember him. No, I'm pretty okay. sure he's in season one. Okay. I mean, I know he was created, yeah, like so.
2: It's, it's sounding like the Dinobots are being vindicated and that they're the best Transformers so far in season one. You saw <laughs> him, That's uh, not
1: what I said at all. Uh, Jazz <laughs> is definitely in season one.
0: <laughs> and then there was, of course, the scene where they're like, let's test out. Our new friends here, and they take them all on, and he, I think, just takes on five people at once and beats them up. So that's how you know he's so awesome. You should go buy his figure, guys.
2: So there's also, well, one last thing that I did like was uh, just Grimlock mouthing off to Megatron and Starscream. <laughs> technically, there was a scene where I think Megatron was asking like, "Why is Optimus still alive?" And Grimlock shot back, "He'll die when I say it's time for him to die." And right after that, Starscream called him a slave, and Grimlock screamed, no, and just shot him.
0: (laughs) And Megatron's just cool with it, because he's like, well, what did you expect when you said that to him?
1: Yeah. All right, all right, maybe Grimlock is okay. Uh... He's definitely, Grimlock's better than the other Dinobots.
0: He's the only one whose personality Uh, you remember.
2: Yeah, the other ones don't really get lines that are, like, relevant. They kind of just talk to each other. They never really interact on their own with the, with the other characters.
1: Yeah. But there are people out there who really do like all of the Dinobots.
0: So next we have animation errors. And I actually found quite a lot this episode. I actually first thought this was a different animation studio. Because uh, the previous episodes, because I'm like, why does Megatron have red coloring between his hands, shoulders, and lower chest? Was my memory of the last few episodes of him faulty? Because then I look back and I'm like, no, no, he didn't have this before. And Shockwave even has it too. Blue Streak has this same similar pattern with a red headplate. I'm like, did the artists on this episode just really like red, or were did they <laughs> were they using the wrong color palette when they got the like the sheets of what color to use for everyone? I
1: didn't even notice that.
2: Okay. The only animation error i caught which is probably i would think you guys also notice where there's the close-up shot of slag's face (laughs) yes okay so maybe you guys didn't see it nope
0: yeah i I got it it on
2: my notes right here okay so there's a close-up shot of slag's face and i guess he's asking sludge if if he'll also follow grimlock as the new leader but the shot never moves away from his face but then it The audio is basically Sludge responding to him. He says he'll follow Grimlock, and, like, the lip sync keeps going. It's basically Sludge – it's basically Slag having a conversation with himself, and he's, like, mimicking Sludge's voice.
0: Because it's like, oh, wait, that's not his voice. Because, yeah, Slag's mouth is moving, but Sludge is talking. I'm like, what? (laughs) And then it it
2: switched. Because it's just a giant close-up of Slag's face. It was like you think you would have caught that. I mean, nobody else's. You know, you're putting in a whole different
0: voice. But it does eventually switch to switch to Slag for the very end of the shot, whereas the audio is still going with his voice.
2: <laughs> More of a timing error or something. Maybe they cut out some dialogue and didn't space it out right. Could be deleted audio and whatnot. I uh, I
1: spotted the. Starscream wanted to really be Thundercracker three times in this episode. Not just once. Multiple times.
2: <laughs> kind of seems like a continuing theme from the previous episode when they were in the, the pyramid.
1: Ugh, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, There was a lot of um, mischaracterizations in this episode.
0: There was an era I saw where Grimlock's feet are gray, but then he had a color pattern where it's blue, gray, red, and green. And I'm like, man, Grimlock is pretty colorful. But I'm also he just like, keeps changing his shoes. But I'm also like, well, why is one of his knees not colored in at all of the four slots? One of them is just the rest of his skin. But uh, the funniest though in the first minute, Optimus and everyone transforms, but Hound transforms and then remains static to save animation time. But it leaves him not touching the ground, so it looks like he's just sort of hovering over the ground for a few seconds.
1: Didn't you know that's his extra power? <laughs>
0: Did you guys see they were building the Dinobots with the outlying plan design, missing the eye and design? So
1: <laughs> That had to have been on purpose.
0: <laughs> and after the meteor piece explodes, Chip and Spike are talking to Optimus in their base. And Optimus runs and transforms. And right as we get to the exterior shot of Optimus coming out of the base... All of a sudden, Chip and Spike have instantly teleported to the top of the nearby mountain to cheer him on. Uh,
1: They also have superpowers that they just
0: developed in this one episode. I did like the transformation sequences in here. And though I wasn't influenced by Chip saying, It never gets old every time I see it! (laughs) Oh, I did love when, like you mentioned, you know Starscream does turn into Thundercracker Sammy, but he also talks with his own voice while he's Thundercracker yeah no he's just like whatever it's time for me to be somebody else (laughs) oh one thing I liked in the animation and also like in general was at the end Megatron is actually scared of Grimlock Like, this is the first time we've ever seen Megatron like legitimately scared I think true I mean you have to have Megatron you know have emotion sometimes (laughs) (laughs) other than just anger at Starscream and anger at defeat
1: yeah we gotta gotta have a little bit more of a scale here (laughs)
2: Was this before or after he was ridiculing the scientists? Just <laughs> mocking him the whole time when, like, Starscream's trying to tell him, like, yeah, you probably shouldn't mess around with this unstable energy right here. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like, uh, and I'm not being, you know, a coward. He's just like, no, as a scientist, this looks kind of unstable. And then he's proven right. <laughs> so, okay, I know this is also, this had to be the first for this animation studio, because this is the first time we've seen Ball Cap Optimus Prime. And I am just surprised no one has ever made a hat like that.
2: Oh just like a Optimus head hat. Just a yeah. weird I don't...
0: Yeah, the design on his front like sticks outward in a in a half circle like a ball cap for this <laughs> animation studio.
2: So are you saying that this is gonna be like a recurring thing now?
0: Uh whenever this this studio decides to animate an episode. <laughs> Do you know oh, really? which studio did this episode? I don't know. I know TF uh, Wiki site usually it, mentions all okay. those. Unless unless it's the one missing animation studio they can't find.
1: I mean, it's definitely not TFS, so that's really all I care about.
0: <laughs> but I did like... Just like the red designs on some of the characters seem to make it slightly different. It's kind of fun. Everyone's got their right. own flair. So, th- the thing that was funny... Uh, okay, so, the ending lines are weird. Grimlock's life is saved by Optimus. So he's like, Optimus must be a better leader. And he asks for his forgiveness. And Optimus just says... Let's go home. Uh, He refuses to answer him or tell him he does. (laughs) Then he's just asking him to come home with him as if uh, his way of saying he forgives him is just inviting him back to the Ark. I I don't think Grimlock is smart enough to uh, get uh, innuendos like that. I don't know if Grimlock knows that he's been forgiven. He just forever thinks about this for the next like 20 episodes. He'll start painting the Ark to try to win his forgiveness back in one of the more comedic episodes where he then accidentally destroys a wall while in the process and uh, just gets sent to his room for trying too hard. Or, no, never mind, not their room. He'll just get sealed up in the cave for a period of days as punishment. No. Now remember how we almost turned you off before and spent some time in the cave.
1: (laughs) Yes, Optimus. Grimlock want forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) so
0: any other animation errors of note i think you covered all of them i like didn't notice half of those (laughs) you should check out ball cap design optimus on a close-up just to see what i'm talking about later yeah we can move on to deleted audio and there's only one scene we don't need to listen to it though this will be useful for thomas you guys know who sideswipe is Yes, yes. As soon as a battle's about to begin, he goes, Great! I'm finally going to get in a fight! Going back to those bloodthirsty Autobots, do you like, Thomas?
2: Iris, just, it's just spreading.
0: <laughs> you have to add Sideways to your list of Transformers now you don't like because they're just so bloodthirsty. Hope he falls on top of Cliffjumper's Jumper's body.
2: <laughs> I don't like the bloodthirst when it makes them do stupid things. When they're just sitting in your base stewing and developing powers, then it's pretty good.
0: I didn't notice, there were no retcons this episode, so we're going to skip that section.
2: I'm not like
0: the others! I do what I want, when I want! So, Starscream's blunders and stupid moments.
2: Oh, we're still doing this segment?
0: Yeah. Though it's not always (laughs) Starscream. Don't worry, see, my first notes is making fun of the Autobots by saying, That meteor is approaching! Let's stand exactly where it's going to land, then jump out of the way at the last minute. Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> that assures that uh, uh, we'll know exactly where it is, and nobody will get to it before us. Oh, uh, what Thomas already said. But he's like, this could be dangerous. <laughs> Shoots it with a blaster. And then, like, I guess when you shoot it before it explodes, it doesn't explode, or however physics works on this meteor.
2: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, there probably was a lot more I could have said about how dumb that was. I did forget about the whole thing with, like, it's a meteor crashing into Earth. Let's go exactly where it is. I forgot (laughs) about that bit.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, back to Starscream. Starscream and Optimus say the exact same thing to Megatron. It's too unstable, and he doesn't believe either of them. You think (laughs) if one of each faction was agreeing with something, you might want to listen. He just sees
2: these guys as enemies. (laughs)
0: I mean, like, if, if Optimus is agreeing with Starscream, then you know something is up. It's also weird, like, he was kind of smart in manipulating the Dinobots, but then he's just really dumb when it comes to this, This apparently.
1: He just oh. has selective intelligence.
0: I have a question for you both. Is Grimlock the Starscream of the Autobots?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? What even makes you think of that? Oh, and not just because, well, I I don't know why I would never make that connection because Starscream actually comes up with ideas that sometimes work, but just crash for some reason. Grimlock doesn't have any ideas. Yeah, he just kind of does.
1: Starscream at least, like, plans. He has forethought. He's cunning. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, they're both stupid, but, like, (laughs) you really could say that about a lot of these guys.
2: Why did you think uh, there were some similarities there, Sean?
0: Well, my similarities is was they always are their own worst enemy. Like they're the ones that cause the problems for the other faction.
1: I mean, I don't think Grim, like, or the Dinobots slash Grimlock do that that often.
2: I would say that that dynamic isn't really like exclusive to the Dinobots or Starscream. And you know, I feel like other Autobots have made blunders that have caused issues and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Starscream Defense Squad, here we go.
0: (laughs) Hey, boys, we're going to be
2: movie stars! Decepticons, a toast!
0: I'm just looking at something real quick. Did I... Is my thing not updated? Or did I never add it? Okay, so our next section is main character and Megatron's energy, but my notes have them blank. So (laughs) I don't know if I, like, just never came up with ideas or I just never came back and wrote something here. We could, like, spitball main yeah. character stuff,
2: so but. Uh... You, yeah, the main characters, or main character is pretty obvious, and the energy source is obvious. You don't have any facts, so.
0: Why? Who do you think is the main character? Grimlock, because he goes through character development and takes up all the episode?
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody else and is that's... lacking in those regards.
0: It's totally sideswipe. <laughs> he had to learn to be a lover not a fighter right (laughs) yeah exactly just that scene was cut so it's only in the script yeah yeah but we know we know do you guys have anything else to say about this episode not really other
2: than just (laughs) dinosaurs fight yay (laughs) it's a dinosaur laser fight yay um okay which one is the uh pterodactyl
0: uh they all start with an s so
2: slag sludge snarl swoop
1: (laughs) yeah it's definitely
2: snarl 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 he's the stegosaurus yeah so we never missed the random tidbit about him drawing power from the sun to reach maximum power why would they have a solar powered stegosaurus wouldn't it make (laughs) sense for the dino that's going to be in the air to draw power from the sun
1: Please name me one thing that makes sense about the Dinobots. Uh,
2: I yeah, just that (laughs) one random throwaway line. I can't get past that. (laughs) I mean, look, Wheeljack built them.
1: Please don't expect much.
2: Yeah, I I just thought that was odd. It was like, I mean, I thought I was getting the names confused when he, but then I I watched the episode twice and was like, yeah, he's definitely talking about the Stegosaurus. (laughs) yeah that's about it
0: now that we're done with that we can get (laughs) so we have our character spotlight who would like to read our quote and description for Uh Ratchet I will
1: I like Ratchet (laughs) so uh, Ratchet is the red and white uh, car that turns into an ambulance Uh, his quote is you break it I'll remake it. Uh, His description. Ratchet was the best tool and die man on Cybertron. That is a statement. Uh, In his work bay, he can make anything from a pin to a missile. Repairs injured Autobots given the right parts. Likes to party give back talk, but does any job as well as anyone. Has laser scalpels, arc wielders, electron microscopes, circuit sensors, fluid dispensers at his disposal. Sometimes his having a good time interferes with his effectiveness. Um, I'm sorry. Likes to
0: party? Where, <laughs> where, did, where did you
2: say? Oh, yeah. Likes I, to one party. One Um, I guess these character descriptions are coming from the toys, the original toys. The, yeah, these the, were on
0: the back of the original toy.
2: Yeah.
1: Who thought they looked at the ambulance and was like, "You know what? That's a guy who <laughs> likes to party." The ambulance, A.K. the doctor, A.K. what? I'm just. I'm also thinking of. T- I'm totally thinking of Transformers Prime Ratchet and like that one trying to party, which is absolutely hysterical to me.
2: What's his name? His voice actor? Oh, Jeffrey Combs. Yes, uh, Jeffrey Combs is so good. <laughs> yes, agreed.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Also, uh,
1: appa- apparently, Ratchet's possible names were "Cool Hand Lube" and "Grease Finger."
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I had to read it. Wow! Oh my, I have so many facts about Ratchet on this whole page. If you guys want to take turns reading a different sentence,
1: <laughs> that's that's fine. I just really. <laughs> I also cannot get over cool hand loop.
2: <laughs> Who looks
1: at a on <laughs>
2: uh, I'm sorry. he like warm hand loop? Who, nobody likes cool <laughs> hand loop. <laughs> uh, well,
0: like, it could have been it? worse. He could have been uh, in GoBots and then he would have just been in called HeelBot.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Cool, cool hand loop is way worse than anything that GoBots could think of. <laughs> like, that is like... Go Bot Hell? We're like, it's just. Why was this even an option? Like, that is one of the names where you, like, write it down on the board and you're, like, immediately no and scribble it out. Nobody ever has to know. Oh my god, is there a Transformer? Is
0: there a Transformer that is a motorcycle and transforms and has a sickle and he's just called Motosickle? <laughs> because, of course. I want to make that now. I'll make it up and pretend yeah, yeah. he exists on. And uh, see if people believe me.
2: Not a GoBot already.
0: We're back to GoBot. <laughs> no, we're not. I was making up something for Transformers. I mean... Come on. <laughs> oh shit. So what uh, you want? But um, S- yeah. So uh, so what? <laughs> I was gonna say, Sammy, read what his name, how he got his real name.
1: So uh, uh so Bob Budiansky eventually named him after Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which that's actually really cool. I like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. moves great too. And in the original notes for his character creation, there are references to Ratchet referred to as a her. However, no female transformers appeared in season one. That's actually really cool that they were still thinking about having more female.
0: yeah, transformers. I just at first, it's like, oh, of course, only the healer bot is gonna be the female. and then but then of yeah. course, they just remove females altogether. So I'm like, okay. I don't know. Uh, I wonder who looked at that and said no females in this first season. Uh, when they I were mean, first I think they that.
1: were I, th- I think it. they're more so trying to not have the male and female aspect of alien robots. They were just like, no, they're just all a gender or whatever. Like, they don't they don't particularly have a gender. But like, you know, kids in society are like, those aren't definitely guy robots
0: so (laughs) yeah that didn't really work out as planned especially it didn't help that they had no females voicing any of the robots to have that distinction like yeah you didn't just have a random transformer being voiced by by a female to give the impression that oh these can sound like anyone because they're not male or female
1: exactly and there was definitely like in the 80s there were a bunch of really good female voice actors that could have filled in roles so it's kind of like eh, that seems like a wasted opportunity (laughs) Uh, I feel like
0: Windblade is just not written well. I liked her in Robots in Disguise. That was a really fun one. I like her in
1: Robots in Disguise, and I like her in the first two arcs of the comics.
0: Oh, I haven't read past that, so... I haven't read past Combiner Wars yet, so... I'm waiting for them to finish all of the Unicron before I start reading it again. I thought they did. No, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they finished. Like, it's over. The GoBots comic is out. No, hey, uh, what did I say about that? No more what? robots on this panel, uh, <laughs> on this, on this uh, podcast for 25 episodes.
1: I'm going to be forced out of this group because I keep
0: bringing up Bots. <laughs> and you're the one that doesn't like them. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> so, uh, Thomas, you want to read some more uh, fun facts about Ratchet?
2: <laughs> Looking at Ratchet's figure is weird. He turns into a mini base with two guns in it. Also, he had no head since his form was different. Since his form was from a different line, where human drivers were placed inside, so he was given a sticker of his face to put on his windshield. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's great. Um, due hey, that to the, the of- inability incorporate...
0: well, to Sorry, talk repeat. Sorry, repeat that. Or would we'll talk. Uh, whichever's happening, I don't know. Stupid Thomas Skype. talk.
2: Due to the inability to copyright the word Ratchet, he also appears as Autobot Ratchet. No, read that, read that again. Uh
0: <laughs> the second part. Uh you didn't say always. That's so it makes it
2: sound weird. Oh, sorry. Due to the inability to copyright the word Ratchet, he always appears as Autobot Ratchet.
1: I missed your words, so now I'm going to
2: just overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: If I cut all of that before now, it's not going to make any sense why you emphasized it. (laughs) No, it's fine. Just leave it. So uh, this is like me speaking, so I'll read this. I found it hilarious that when they released the Michael Bay Ratchet, released that figure with the original red and white colors but with the movie design, but then re-released the 1984 Ratchet and colored him the green of the live-action movies. That is just kind of some. Bizarre, but also actually pretty good marketing, assuming you're a fan of both the movies and the original.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was probably a pretty safe I still up.
1: hate Bayformers,
0: so. Yeah. I don't know. Bumblebee's coming up soon. Maybe our opinion will change, you know, even though he's not really. Uh, no.
1: Involved. No. No, 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 no. I was okay with it. And then they were like, Blitzwing is Starscream, or Starscream is Blitzwing. And I'm like, I don't,
0: you lost me. Oh, wait, they changed him or something?
1: Yeah, well, they were saying that, the, the like, in the trailer for Bumblebee, everyone was like, oh my god, that's Starscream, like, that's him, like, with all the wings and the, the red and the blue, and it was beautiful, and I was on board. And then we cut over to New York Comic Con, and Travis is like, yes, so, uh, the thing you keep calling Starscream, that's Blitzwing.
0: uh, <laughs> oh, just fans believing what they want to believe.
1: Okay, yeah, but that it look looks like Starscream.
2: Because... I'm sitting here thinking, who is Blitzwing? (laughs) Why would you color something, you know, Starstream's colors, but then why would you lesser known Transformer? Why do the movies do anything?
1: Yeah, but it's just like they got everything else right. So how did you screw this up?
2: I don't know. To me that's that's the Soundwave
1: looks great. Optimus looks great.
0: Oh I haven't even seen Sound Soundwave. I have to maybe watch another trailer.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, you were very behind.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen the second trailer. I've only seen the original.
1: Sorry, I'm just like, oh man. No, I've just been religiously like watching the trailers because I'm like, what I want to know more. But yeah, no, they, the original G1 Transformers look like G1 Transformers. Ugh, they look so good. (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) so we got this
0: podcast comes out, that movie will be already up. When his um, (laughs) you want to read the last uh last fun fact? without ratchet uh yeah where's thomas
2: (laughs) in the cartoon his facial design was helmet white crest black in the marvel comics it was helmet red crest white even in the idw comics today artists still switch between both by accident within the same issue even but then they recolor them from the trade paperbacks
0: i guess uh, the artist uh, watching both and just never remembered what his actual two colors are (laughs) Whoopsie doodle.
2: Talking about like the same artist that makes this mistake, or just...
0: This... No, it's multiple artists.
2: Okay, it's just multiple guys just kind of doing their own thing.
0: I see multiple guys. That's how it is. You think only guys work on Transformer comic books? Is that what you're thinking, Thomas? No, I'm just messing. Oh my, my god! <laughs> Do not put that on me. <laughs> so hey, guys, the fate
1: after the movie.
0: Well, no, I just think it's funny that there's someone whose job is continuity before each of the trade paperbacks. Just goes over and verifies, double checks that no errors were done in the artistic designs.
1: Yeah, I I would want that job. Wait,
0: I still function! Thomas?
2: His fate after the movie, he was the first group killed in the opening five minutes aboard the Autobot ship. Smoke coming out of his mouth as his eyes faded from red to the blackness of nothing. (laughs) very descriptive (laughs) his body was labeled in the Autobot mausoleum but then was blown up leaving his body with no way to return right (laughs) wow (laughs) or the movie he placed ship chase's brain into prowl the prowl's body in binotech but time travel (laughs) retconned that and maybe his own future demise I'm sorry I'm pausing because that whole thing sounds weird and
0: Oh yeah, it makes no sense. Apparently one of the spinoffs is retconned as if it never happened. Does does Chip Chase die? Oh uh, who knows? Maybe when we get to his character spotlight, we'll find out.
2: Alright. <laughs> this is because he appears again as if nothing happened and is one of the five Autobots along with wiljack and Trailbreak to combine into the new combiner, Skyrain. Restored Cybertron, fought a revive Unicron fought a return Galvatron and had a new Decepticon named Moonheart remove their combined powers. Then Ratchet went to an alternate Earth, which we will skip. (laughs) Ratchet apparently can become part of any combiner and also now has a healing beam, which has been used in all the Transformer video games now, even by the non-Ratchet Transformers. They're just like passing around like one of his body parts or something.
0: (laughs) They've been using that in all the video games. And in the Dark of the Moon game, like, you have that healing beam that heals your party members.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that that was a, a thing in the games. But I guess it makes sense, you know, it has to be some kind of, like, healing mechanic. So, uh, he also tried to revive Optimus again since he had died for the fourth time at this point in his life. <laughs> Gotta make sure we don't leave that mm, that point out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of odd that every time a plot point like this happens... Japan has always written something around it, like in a manga or in a toy description. But in this one, nothing. No explanation for why he's alive after being shot by Megatron point-blank in the
2: opening of the movie. Are there any other uh, Autobots that died during that, that scene or or just the beginning of the movie? Oh, that...
0: uh, oh, Ironhide, I think. Did they come up with a way? or I think he also randomly appears without explanation as to why he's alive. Those are the only two, though, so far.
2: But in the Japanese manga, there were there were reasons why they came up. Reason why they came back.
0: Yeah, like they made the whole thing about how Wheeljack comes back, or Ravage, or more Unicron, or even how random stuff connects to Beast Wars. But then they just. But then it's like, well, this guy's alive. Eh, deal with it.
2: <laughs> now I'm just wondering, like, do they not like Ratchet? And are there now? I'm just thinking about like fear of popularity with those characters in Japan. Well, maybe
0: the designs or the character was popular, but they just released him without thinking or caring about continuity just because they wanted (laughs) to bring him out again. That's assuming that what they released actually follows the G1 continuity because, you know, it jumps around all all over the place.
1: Just no one cares about
0: Ratchet enough. No one cares about the healer. Whatever, white mage. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing that's funny. I remember reading the comic books, and in the first issues... Ratchet is the only survivor. When Shockwave comes down, the Autobots. Sorry, let me back up. The Autobots and Decepticons have had a giant war and they're all injured. And then Shockwave just comes down and shoots them all, takes over from Megatron, and locks up all the Autobots. And Ratchet's the only one that escapes. And the whole next two issues is him teaming up with Megatron to overthrow Shockwave. And him making, like, a pact with Megatron to try to restore things back to what they were. Wait, which comic is this? This is the original Marvel comics from the 80s. Yeah, I just, I don't remember that. Yeah, in fact, they even uh, bring that back when Transformers Resurrection happens. Was it Resurrection? I don't know, there was 20 issues of a comic book that came out a few years ago that continued the original Marvel comic books. And they actually use that as a plot point to say some part of his, oh my god, of Ratchet and Megatron were still connected somehow because of something that happened to them during that storyline. Wow. Or did they get, they merged in a portal? Maybe that was a different storyline? Oh my god, now I'm, uh, too many Transformers, my brain's on overload. It's all good. It's a lot. <laughs> the comics are just a, a, its own continuity of strangeness. Like the episode where it's just a human who has Megatron as a gun. And Megatron can't, can't transform, so the human just uses them to rob banks. And that's an entire episode why, when you thought you were going to read about giant robot action.
1: Well, you know, sometimes you need to uh, have some bad stories so you can appreciate the good ones.
0: <laughs> Do you actually believe that, Sammy? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, Thomas, you got anything else about the wonderful Ratchet?
2: Uh, No, I'm good. I don't really care about this version of rad- Ratchet.
0: I mean, like, I know he's there all the time, but I don't feel like he has that much personality in the cartoon.
1: Agreed. Like, I only really pay attention to him in Prime. Like, I like him in Animated,
2: but he's, he's okay. Like, I just I prefer Prime Ratchet. Yeah, with the smaller cast in Prime, it seems like there's more opportunity to to explore a dynamic with him among the other Autobots that isn't just like, hey, I made this new thing. Hey, let me fix you up. Like, with this with this G1 stuff, they don't really use him in pressing ways. Yeah, there's
0: a a lot. of. I was going to say, well, they had to spend a whole episode on Grimlock, so they didn't have much time for anyone else this time.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe Ratchet will one day get his own episode. Well, we still got, what, 60-some episodes, so... Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, so we are finished with this episode, Uh, so signing off for now, this is Sean. Sammy Fire. Thomas. Okay, still not going to get a cool name from
2: Thomas when he
0: signs in or off. (laughs)
2: It's strictly business. I'm not joking around.
0: You're you're talking
1: about giant robots.
0: Thanks to TFWiki.net for information used in our character spotlight feature.